Hello, you're listening to Robin Papworth from Play Move Improve. I'm a paediatric exercise physiologist, developmental educator, talking all about motor development to early childhood teams, dance teachers and gymnastics coaches. I just wanted to chat today about the top five motor skills that dance teachers have the opportunity to promote in children's development. My reason for chatting specifically to dance teachers today is that I've been having a great chat with Sharon from Kinder Ballet about all things motor development and how we can use the power of dance to promote children's development in a positive, fun and playful way. Sometimes when children come to see an allied health professional, it can be quite clinical. We have to do certain activities in repetition. It can be quite boring for children, to be honest. What I love about dance or when we incorporate motor development into gymnastics is that children are having fun in this environment. They're joining in with other children, doing similar activities. And in these particular extracurricular activities, children can still develop their motor skills in a space that they aren't associating with being in therapy. What I love about dance and gymnastics is I've used it for both of my children for a range of different needs. My son started gymnastics when he was four. My son Hugh has a movement challenge called dyspraxia. So we use gymnastics as a fun way to get him to practice his fundamental movement skills like jumping, rolling, crawling, hopping. And he was at gymnastics thinking he was just having a wonderful time with his friends. But what we were working on with his gymnastics coaches were the same actions as what I was working on with him with his exercise physiology at home. Similarly, with dance, I was working on my daughter doing dance to build up her confidence, to build up her social skills. She can be quite reserved in a group environment. And dance is a fun, playful way to be a part of a small group while not feeling overwhelmed in front of dancing in front of lots of people. She really built up her confidence and her stage presence over the years doing dancing. So I feel that extracurricular activities like dancing and gymnastics have a real strong connection, not just for children's motor development, but also for their confidence and health and well-being. So the top five skills that I want to chat to you about today are the skills that we can incorporate into a dance program right for the moment that children enter the dance studio. So if you can imagine the child is coming into their dance class, standing in the doorway of your dance room. Sorry if I get any of my dance terminology wrong. This is where Sharon will need to give me some dance training myself. When we come into the dance room or the dance studio, I want you to imagine placing down five strips of masking tape. So if you get masking tape about one uh, width of one of... If you get masking tape strips about the length of one of your arms, we place five strips onto the ground at at a leaping distance. So if you can imagine the children that you work with, their leap distance. So of course, if we're working with three-year-olds, their masking tape strips are going to be a little bit closer together than if we're working with six-year-olds in regards to how far they can leap. Now, the reason why we want to encourage leaping across these five strips of masking tape is we're getting that hip extension. So when we take our legs out nice and long and straight, that hip extension is really important for children's core strength, spatial awareness, flexibility, and also even more so important at the moment as children are spending a lot of time sitting still at school or sitting still with screen time at home. So leap across five strips of masking tape, or you can use five hula hoops in a row encouraging that real extension of their legs trying to stretch their body out nice and long 
If you can imagine when we're born, newborns are tucked up into fetal position. All of their joints are flexed or tight and tucked in together. As we develop and as we get older, we start to become a two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old. It's the extension of our muscles that's really important to have well-rounded development. Children that I still see stuck in flexion, so for example, they might be sitting with their back stooped over, or they might be laying on their tummy on the ground, but their knees are bent. It's it's a flexion that we want to try and encourage to get out of over time as the body becomes more coordinated. So while flexion is great, flexion builds up strength of the body, muscle extension, stretching our arms out nice and wide, stretching our legs out as long as we can is really important for muscle development core strength, spatial awareness, and overall health of the body. The second activity that we could do is set up a tunnel or set up a small table that children can crawl through or crawl under. When we encourage crawling, we're encouraging the skill of crossing the midline. Crossing the midline is using opposite hand to knee in crawling. It's also used in skipping when we're swinging our right arm forward and hopping on our left foot. Reason why we need crossing the midline, we need it to do up buttons, we need it to brush our teeth, we need it to tie up shoelaces, we need crossing the midline to read a book. All these different skills we need for crossing the midline and crawling is a simple action that helps children to develop that skill. When we observe children crawling through a tunnel, it's really important that we see that they're using their opposite hand to knee pattern. So their right hand will come forward as their left knee comes next. Then their left hand will come forward as their right knee comes next. This crossing the midline pattern or it's called cross lateral pattern is really important for children's development. So encourage a tunnel at the start of your session, encourage a small table to crawl under if you don't have a tunnel. The third motor skill is balancing across a low beam. Some children when they're around the age of two may be toddling across the beam. So what I mean by that is they might have one foot on the beam and one foot on the ground just next to the beam. That's completely fine. They're just getting used to the beam. As we get to about the age of three, the beam is laying flat on the ground. There's no air or gap between the beam and the ground. It's just a beam on the ground. A three-year-old should be able to start walking across that beam with a little bit of help. You might hold their hand or they might hold onto a rail. By four, we'd love to see the children doing this independently. So arms out nice and wide like a star, walking across the beam, heel to toe pattern would be fantastic. By the age of five, we'd love to see walking forwards and backwards, walking sideways across the low beam. What I love when we balance across a beam is you can see children's core strength. So are they floppy in their torso or do they have a strong torso? You can see children's spatial awareness. So are their feet making good contact with the beam or are they fumbling on the beam with their feet? We'll of course see their dynamic balance. So walking across the beam, that's called dynamic balance. It's also important to stop children just for two to three seconds on the beam and see if they have static balance. Static balance is the ability to hold that heel to toe position or a sideward stance position on the beam without losing balance. Dynamic balance meaning moving and keeping balance. Static balance meaning staying very still and maintaining our balance. 
The fourth skill that I'd love for you to try is kicking a soft ball towards you or towards a target. Again, to encourage that leg extension. So when we kick the ball forwards, the hamstring gets really beautiful leg ex knee extension. We're also getting a little bit of hip flexion and then hip extension as we bring our leg back behind us. Mentioned before the importance of extension. When we add a ball into play, it becomes more playful, more fun. Children don't think that they're just doing a leg extension exercise. They're actually just enjoying playing the game. So soft ball, meaning a soft soccer ball or even a fit ball. If you have a larger fit ball, just kicking that across the ground. I like to aim towards a target. It makes it more of a challenge and a little bit of a competition for our children who like a competition. But you can provide, can kick the ball to yourself or you can kick the ball against a wall or to a partner. The last activity is all about spatial awareness. Body awareness is the first component of spatial awareness. So asking children firstly to tap their nose with their pointer finger. When we tap our nose to our point, when we tap our pointer finger onto our nose, you may see that some children will miss their nose slightly and touch their cheek. This is just showing us that they don't yet have the body awareness that they may need for their development, especially if they're aged three years and over. So we get them to tap their nose with their pointer finger. Doesn't matter which pointer finger, either hand is fine. If they're able to touch their nose without tapping their cheek, we then ask them to tap our pointer finger. I'm holding my pointer finger about arm's length away from them. And it's just seeing then if they can tap their own nose and then tap my pointer finger. As they're taking their pointer finger towards my pointer finger, that's assessing spatial awareness. Body awareness is being able to locate the body parts on our own body. Spatial awareness comes into play when they need to move their finger through space and make it contact my finger. You'll see often children who struggle with spatial awareness may have a jagged movement as they come towards my finger. They may miss my finger left, right, up or down, or they may not move it smoothly towards my finger. It's just practice. So if we have challenges with this particular activity, we would do warm-ups in front of a mirror would be great. So if you go stand in front of the mirror, get children to tap to their elbow, tap their knee, tap their nose, trace their ear with their pointer finger is great for body awareness and spatial awareness. And if we just incorporate that tapping their nose and then tapping your pointer finger as part of their entry exercise or as part of their cool down activity, it's fantastic for their motor development. If any of these activities you can't quite visualize on a podcast, just come over to my Facebook page, Play, Move, Improve, and you'll find these activities on my Play, Move, Improve page. If at any time you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on my social pages, Play, Move, Improve on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I'm here for any of your questions. And if you want to know more topics for my next podcast episode, let me know what topics you'd like to learn more about and I'll deliver that for you. Have a fantastic day. Good luck with your sessions. Take care. Bye.